welcome to Pod Adventures and Odyssey. I'm Tatiana. And I'm Emily. Every week we re-listen to an episode of Adventures and Odyssey and then sit down to recap and discuss. We've been going in album order and we will continue to do so. I don't know why I put it in like past tense. Um, but yeah, we're right now in album six and we are doing Elijah parts one and two. This is part one. Yes. And we will not do parts one and two <laughs> concurrently. Next week we are releasing part two. Mm-hmm. Previously, we were releasing them the same week, um, but... You mean two-parters? Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. Maybe maybe in the future we will release two-parters uh, together again. Mm-hmm. It will just depend. It's just, you know, holiday season. Yeah, tis the season for releasing two-parters one at a time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so this is, this is about Elijah, guys. Um, this is an Imagination Station one, Chris tells us right off the bat. She's like, it's been a while since we've had an Imagination Station adventure, which is actually not true if you're listening in album order, like the episodes mm-hmm. in the album in order. Oh, crazy, how long ago? Three whole episodes ago was our last Imagination Station. <laughs> but the reality is it probably released far apart that, during yeah. like live broadcasts. That would be my assumption. We could look at the episode numbers, like the proper episode numbers, find out, but will we? No. (laughs) (laughs) If you're curious, audience, this information is accessible on the AIO wiki. Yeah, look it up and tell us, because that's easier than Googling it myself. (laughs) Um, So, Wit and Tom are fixing up the Imagination Station, and, uh, which is interesting, because this would be a Eugene and Wit thing. Right. This is not Tom's area. I wonder if Eugene, by which I mean... Will Ryan mm-hmm. was busy. The actor. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. There's something else that I'm noticing because this is a Jack and Robin episode. And I'm wondering if they kind of tend to bundle the albums based around like only a certain set of characters. Like they don't want to overwhelm the listening audience with like too many characters per album. Oh, maybe. If you were like to purchase an album of Adventures in Odyssey and have like one Robin episode and one Lucy episode and one Jimmy episode and a Donna episode and it's like... Might be too scattered. Because mm-hmm. I'm remembering now, like, album four had a lot of the Barclays. That one also introduced Robin, though. Yeah. So. I think the further we get into the albums, the more we're seeing that the same kids are showing up within an album. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's going hand in hand with the fact that we don't have one-off characters anymore. Right. So it's it's another Robin episode. It was all just me thinking that maybe the reason why they put this episode here is because we're like on a Robin kick right now. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Plus, we also just had Heat Wave in which we saw some character development from Jack, which mm-hmm. is relevant. It is relevant. Uh, and was, yeah, interesting. Uh, and all of that to say is that maybe that's why Eugene isn't here also. Maybe, yeah, probably Will Ryan, the actor, was maybe not available. Mm-hmm. Could also be that they're like, let's not like try to shove Eugene into this. <laughs> That would be too chaotic. Eugene is a lot. <laughs> and so are Jack and Robin. That's true. All right. Well, let's let's get into it. Uh, the whole thing that they're doing with the Imagination Station is revamping it so that two kids can go in at the same time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they said two separate adventures. I thought it yeah. was so kids could go on the same adventure. Both make sense to me. Mm-hmm. But they do, they, do, they do explicitly say it's so that kids can have two separate adventures. Yeah. Spoilers. That's not really entirely how it goes. No. 
Yeah, interesting goal. I can see there'd be benefits to both, though. It would be fun to be able to do your own adventure while somebody else is using it. Yeah. But, yeah. But Wit and Tom have finished with the mechanical side of things, and now they need to go and do some programming. And I'm like, Wit, why do you think Tom can help with yeah. the computer programming? Why are you going to have Tom come in here and help you? Maybe he's, like, going to use Tom like a, um, I don't know, to, like... Like a sounding board? Exactly. Um, and it's cute because Tom is like, well, like, tractors are more my speed, but I'm glad that I was able to help you with this. <laughs> and then Wit is like, come over to the computer room, Tom. And Tom is like, all right, here we go. The big old nice keep off sign. <laughs> Hangs it on the imagination station. Like, we don't want a repeat of what happened last time. Mm -hmm. they, they give you no hint of what happened last time. <laughs> Should we give the audience a hint of what happened last time? Oh yeah, if y'all remember what happened last time, I mean, you can just go listen to album five. That's what happened last time. <laughs> and uh, Tom, like, mutters to himself, like, well, times sure have changed since I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Wanders away whistling. And then I have enter stage right, Jack mm. and Robin. Yeah, it is very sort of stage play, theatrical-esque blocking in this scene. Because mm -hmm. we, we stay in the soundscape of the Imagination Station as you hear Tom walk away. And then, uh, yeah, here are our kid characters. Robin apparently has some sort of bet going with Jack, like, hey, actually the Imagination Station is different now. See, I told you. Yeah, and she describes it. We've heard the Imagination Station described, like, once before, and now we get a new description of it, which is that it looks like the front part of a helicopter. But with the windows blacked out so you can't see inside. Pretty cool. This makes me actually wonder, what if Wit, like, got an old helicopter? <gasps> what if that's, like, the chassis? Ooh, that'd be cool. Maybe. Jack likes the way it was before, but Robin's like, well, no, now you have a girl side and a boy side. It's perfect. Mm -hmm. Why would you assume such a thing? I mean, it was like, do, are there like signs on the doors, like a bathroom or? <laughs> no, Robin's just making this assumption. Yeah. And, uh, and she's like, well, either way, this side is mine and like gets in. And then this was interesting. Very. Because Jack is the one saying, Robin, there's a sign that says keep off. I don't think you should go in there. This is like a flip opposite to like Jack and Lucy's first Bible room adventure which was like a proto imagination station episode where Wit just tells them a story and they they use their imaginations to put themselves in it mm -hmm. um but it's like the, the exact same spirit where Jack was being like ooh I want to like be transgressive and Lucy was like no don't and here is the opposite where Jack is the one like being like no don't Robin you're going to get us both in trouble Robin mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, like, so different from all of the Jack characterization we've seen to this point. That's why you were bringing up the fact that Jack just had character development. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, because Jack just had character development on, like, a different axis than this. I know. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, I don't know. I guess there's something to be said for, like, growing in one area can produce growth in many areas. Yeah, plus, apparently Jack's been attending church, so. Yeah, yeah, that's true, too. So it all, like, has an effect. Mm-hmm. He has a very strong conscience all of a sudden. Robin, of course, gets herself stuck inside because she presses a button after sitting down or pulls a lever or something. Yeah, and the door closes. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. And then um, as Jack is, like, trying to help her get out, like, just, like, talking to her, she presses some other things and then you can hear the fact that the imagination station is on and Robin is like, Jack, help! Uh, so Jack, feeling bad, goes in the other side thinking, well, surely I can get in 
to her from mm-hmm. this side, but no, there's a wall there now. Yeah, so he's, like, banging on it, like, what do I do? And he's like, oh, maybe if I pull this lever. And he's like, oh, you're falling right into the exact same trap as Robin did. <laughs> Door closes. He's like, oh, no, why did Wit have to change all of the buttons? Mm-hmm. Like, everything's different. He's like, oh, maybe this flashing white button. Oh, but guess what that do? <laughs> That's the one that starts the adventure now, which uh, push the red button was such a big deal. In, like, the first two Imagination Station episodes. <laughs> Push the red button is still the thing that I think of when it comes to the Imagination Station. Which is interesting, because I never had really an attachment to that phrase. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that is interesting. Maybe because I only listened to later Odyssey. Mm-hmm. So, yep, now it's a flashing white button. I wonder if it ever goes back to being a red button. I guess I'll find out. Oh, well, we'll have to listen for it. Yeah. Well, one way or another, Jack starts the adventure. And we have Mr. Whitaker voiceover, which we had, um, I think we always have that, almost, at least. Reading a passage of the Bible. What is this? Second Kings? Yeah. Second Kings 18, maybe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I will trust you. Um, that's what, uh, that's Chris? what Chris tells us at the yeah, end. Yeah, 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 that's right. This is basically a part of the story that is, um, stage setting where, like, there's been a drought for three years. Three years of no rain. And the Lord is telling the prophet Elijah, go present yourself to Ahab the king. That's, I think, all the background that we really need from that voiceover, right? Mm-hmm. And then Jack enters a field. Mm-hmm. Hello, Mr. Cow. You don't look so healthy, Mr. Cow. Mm-hmm. And then up, up to him comes this kid who keeps whacking him with a stick because he's really suspicious. Like, who are you? Like, get away from this cow. <laughs> Why do you care, kid? <laughs> Why do you care? And the kid is just suspicious of Jack being a thief. And Jack wants to know where Robin is, and this kid is like, I have no idea who the heck your friend is. I haven't seen anybody on this road all day. And Jack is pondering to himself out loud, where in the Bible did they have a three-year drought? Jack also ponders out loud what is a drought. (laughs) (laughs) And apparently this kid teaches him the meaning of the word. I mean, fair enough, I guess, since there might be audience members who need to learn the meaning of the word drought. I mean, especially if you grew up in an area that doesn't have them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, true. And yeah, so this is another sign of Jack's character development, though, and like the fact that he's been going to church ever since probably the the boy who didn't go to church episode. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Where he learns the importance of it. So yeah, his Bible knowledge is strengthening, which is cool to see. And they have some fun back and forth that is par for the course with these Imagination Station adventures where he's like, oh, no, I want to know if it's New Testament or Old Testament. Like, what year is it? And the kid's like, Testament, you want to do business with me? <laughs> and Jack is like, no, I mean, like, history. And the kid is like, oh, history, okay, like, I don't know history, but my master knows some history, so maybe you should talk to him. He's over there resting. And Jack's like, oh, can I go talk to him? And he's like, no, I don't trust you. Yeah, so they have, they have a little bit of back and forth about that again, like, you know, why do you think I'm a thief? Have you ever seen a thief? And the kid is like, well, no. So, and also this kid's name is Benjamin, um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, Jack is wondering again, like, where could Robin have gotten herself into, and Benjamin is like, well, as long as, like, you know, even despite the drought, like, people are pretty okay these days, like, people are pretty nice, as long as she's, like, in one of the surrounding towns and not, like, anywhere near the, you know, evil queen. What queen? Queen Jezebel! Your Highness! Robin is kicking and screaming and shouting that she will call the police. Another typical imagination station thing, referring to real world things in order to try to 
rescue yourself from Imagination Station problems. Yeah. She's like, you'll be put in jail and rot for the rest of your lives. <laughs> oh, Robin. Robin, these are computer programs you are talking to. <laughs> also, who do you think is the one that's going to be rotting in jail? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dramatic oh. irony. Or I guess it's just regular irony. Um, <laughs> but it's also dramatic. And uh, she's being accused of being a spy. As she's being presented to this queen, evil queen Jezebel. And Robin's protesting that she is not a spy. And the queen, I love the queen, is like, oh, put her down. And, you know, she won't run away from me. And Robin is like, I might. (laughs) Robin. (laughs) She's like, but why would you run? You're not a spy, right? He's like, well, true. Then you have nothing to fear. It's like, okay. So the dude puts her down. And the queen starts talking to Robin, and Robin is like, queen of what? (laughs) Queen of Israel. (laughs) Oh, imagine that. And uh, she she asks for Robin to explain herself, and Robin, once again, same pitfall, trying to to use real-world explanations for Imagination Station problems. This is Mm -hmm. like, there's like a knife-to-a-gunfight kind of uh, (laughs) metaphor that we could make here. (laughs) But of course, this whole spiel that she's giving about, oh, you know, I was in the Bible room. And I must have pressed the wrong button and now I'm stuck here. So just get wit and he'll explain it. Mm-hmm. Like, of course this doesn't work. No. And he's like, oh, maybe you are a spy after all. Yeah, okay, you know what? Never mind. Do send this child to the dungeon. Uh. And uh, we, we get one of the most excellent Chris mid-episode transitions of all time. Will Robin really go to prison as a spy? We'll find out when Adventures in Odyssey continues right after this. This is another mortal peril kind of transition. Right, where, like, the drama is so high. And it's it. I think it's just especially funny because if you just take that quote out of context, you would have no way of knowing that this is an Imagination Station thing. It's just like, uh-oh. Oh, no. What did Robin do? <laughs> so back from the break, we are with Jack, who is following Benjamin to go find Benjamin's master. And Jack is, like, muttering aloud to himself, like, trying to remember what story he's in that has a Queen Jezebel and King Ahab and a drought. And he's lamenting that he doesn't know his Old Testament better. Mm-hmm. Same, Jack. We could always all know the Bible better. Very true. And then the kid starts telling stories about his master. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh yeah, I got more stories for you. The one about the oil and flour or mm-hmm. the one about the kid who was resurrected, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jack is like, yeah, I do, I do know those stories. That rings a bell. And it's like, oh, and who could it be? It's, it's Benjamin's master, in fact, who has done these very things. And now his master is being told to go to King Ahab. And then we have this, like, storytelling technique where one character is saying a line and then another character just like interrupts to complete the line and that's their introduction to the scene right and so this character who i mean like no spoilers at this point it's elijah comes in and finishes the directive from the lord which is that he's supposed to go to ahab and tell him that the lord is going to bring the rain back and then he chastises benjamin for speaking so freely with strangers right like is that wise is that wise, Benjamin? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Benjamin apologizes, and Elijah makes a point that I want to circle back to, like, in a minute, um, which is like, well, even if Jack is a spy, I guess God is going to get us to Ahab one way or another, you know? So, yeah, I guess it would be fine. <laughs> and Jack is like, oh, can I come with you guys? It's like, I'm looking for a friend, and I think if I go with you, I'll find her. Mm-hmm. 
Elijah's answer. <laughs> One man's servant is enough. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a nice way of saying Benjamin is a lot. <laughs> and uh but but Jack begs him and so he's like, Alright, I have like two conditions. One is that you you gotta be my servant and like obey me without question, and Jack is like, Alright, I can do. And the second one is you gotta get some new clothes because, uh, you know, famously in the Imagination Station, people come in wearing their street clothes from the modern era and everybody is like, what on earth? I am really surprised that Wit never programmed it to change their outfits. Yeah, interesting. I wonder how that would work. I mean, it's just your imagination. I mean, clearly they can change their clothes because they frequently Mm -hmm. borrow from other people within the Imagination Station. Yes, very true. This this is the, the, the thing that I wanted to circle back to, though. Because mm-hmm. Elijah says, the journey will be less dangerous without you attracting so much attention. And it's interesting that in the very same conversation, we have this prophet saying, like, well, it's okay if you're a spy for the king, because God is going to get us to the king one way or the other, and that might be the way. So there is, like, total faith in God that, like, even if something disastrous-seeming happens then, like, well, this is just the way that God is choosing to do his will. And at the same time, exercising prudence in that it's like, well, insofar as it's up to me, I'm going to conduct myself in a way that is the most safe, which would mean not deliberately putting myself in the hands of the king's servants and or not putting myself in, like, danger of, I don't know, whatever unwanted attention that this kid would attract. Yeah. It's just interesting because it happened, like, within, like, seconds of each other, these lines. Two different kinds of wisdom. Yeah. Very cool. Well written. Yeah, well done, writers. But we transition from this into probably my favorite scene in the whole two-parter. This is a delightful scene. A delightful comedy scene. Where Robin, we come into Robin, she's in the dungeon, and she's lamenting aloud to herself how she got into this mess, and she's like, oh no, I just couldn't leave well enough alone, the sign said keep off, but I just had to go and stick my nose into this. Mm. And then finally one of the other prisoners is like, will you quiet down? This is insufferable. (laughs) And Robin is like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, geez, it's just really hard, because, and then she like keeps going. (laughs) Keeps monologuing. About how awful it is in this prison. And then one of the prisoners chimes in, don't forget the rats. Yeah, he's like, ah, if you're gonna mention the cold and the dank and the damp, like, you might as well mention the rats, too. They nibble at your ankles. And so the prisoner's like, also the food. The food is terrible. And, like, all of the prisoners suddenly are, like, creating this long list of complaints. It's like, it's wet, it stinks, there are rats, the food is terrible. Mm Mm-hmm. So what do we have? Let's see, it's wet, it stinks, it's cold, the rats like to nibble at your ankles, and the food is bad. Did you mention the plumbing? I don't think I did. Do we have any? No. Then we should mention it. Then in comes uh, that same guy that threw ribbon. 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 (laughs) Ribbon. Ribbon in prison. Robin in prison is what I was trying to say. Ribbon in prison. Tried to throw ribbon in prison. Yeah, that dude is back, is what I'm trying to say. I want to check it again. Nope, we're leaving it in. We're leaving it in. It's too much work at this point. At some point, the audience needs to know. (laughs) You need to see the real us. You could put the bed at the end. I, yeah, you know what? We'll we'll mess up something else, I'm sure. (laughs) I thought you put it deliberately. Oh, yeah. I'll deliberately. 
I'll deliberately do something wrong. <laughs> that was not it. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're in a comedy scene. We're getting off the rails. Uh, this, so this guy comes back to get Robin and uh, is like, all right, which one of you is Robin? And immediately these like all these prisoners are like, me, I'm Robin. No, me. Here I am. Here I am. Come take me. It's like, what, what makes you all think that this is a good thing to be Robin? I guess they all just want to get out of the prison no matter what. Also, they have a long list of complaints they'd like to file. <laughs> and I was like, why are all these prisoners cockney? <laughs> why indeed? Um, Robin speaks up, though, and he's like, oh, there you are. Then, as he is taking her out, they are, like, trying to give their list of complaints to this dude, and he, like, smacks one of them, and they're like, oh, yeah, I gotta add the whippings to the list. <laughs> uh, goodbye to our hilarious prisoner friends. Robin is now being presented to uh, the queen's administrator, whose name is Obadiah. The queen wishes to see her. Mm-hmm. So he he's going to take her to the queen, and on the way there, they run into this dude. Uh, I don't even remember what he says in this scene. This is Ahab, though. He has a plan for the drought, and he wants to send Obadiah to the north, and he'll check, like, other locations. They're going to find some land that has water and, mm-hmm. like, pastures for grazing. Yeah. And this whole scene made me think very strongly of... <laughs> Mm-hmm. A scene from Hell's Moving Castle where the oh. king busts in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this king is a little, like a bit of a bumbling idiot, I would say. This king yeah. Ahab. Um, and it struck me as odd because I was like, oh wow, he seems like a reasonable guy. And there's like pros and cons to presenting him that way. Because on the one hand, yeah, he seems like a, like he's trying his best to be a competent administrator and that he's just a bit of a bumbling fool and... The Bible tells us, like, these guys were really bad, Ahab and Jezebel. You know, worst king and queen Israel ever had. And it's probably because they did some really dark stuff. Yeah. And these, this two-parter does not hint at what any of that was like. Well, I, I would say it hints at what that was like, but it doesn't really do that through, uh, at least not through the character of the king. Only through the character of the queen, really. Right, yeah. And the king is seen as more of just, like, I don't know, the put-upon husband who is being, like, dragged around. And on the one hand, I thought, like, okay, like, Ahab seems like a very reasonable person. And on the other hand, it's like, nice people can be evil. Yeah. You know, just because you are nice to somebody face-to-face doesn't mean that, like, you don't also do incredibly bad things. It's called affably evil. Affably evil. Yes. So, I don't know. Benefits and drawbacks to presenting this very evil character this way. Where on the one hand, it's like, hmm, I feel like they're not presenting him as being very evil. But on the other hand, it's like, maybe this is teaching kids that just because somebody is nice doesn't mean that they aren't evil. In addition to that. Also, notably, he does have like a very blasé attitude about the fact that this child is being interrogated and held prisoner. That's true, too. That's true, too. So I guess we do get to see that side of him. As Robin is uh, walking along with Obadiah and being like, oh, that was Ahab. And then she's like, oh my gosh, Ahab, like, I know that name from the Bible. And Obadiah has no idea what she's talking about until she clarifies, you know, scripture. Oh, the sacred scrolls. yes. Good acting from this guy because he sounds, like, nervous talking about the sacred scrolls. Uh-huh. Which is uh, a little bit of foreshadowing. Kind of interesting. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, oh, if the king and queen are in your sacred scrolls, then your sacred scrolls uh, must contain a lot of suffering. <laughs> That's like our only 
well, not only, but this is another small hint towards Ahab and Jezebel being bad people. But really, this episode kind of tells more than it shows, which benefits and drawbacks. Yeah. Off they go to the temple, though. Mm-hmm. And uh, they open the doors of the temple, and I don't know what's going on in this temple. It's got, like, a creepy atmosphere. There's just some ominous drumming and ominous chanting and that s- will only become more ominous. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Increasing ominosity? Increasing ominosity. Is ominosity a word? That it should be. It's probably not. It's probably ominousness. Ominousness sounds even sillier somehow. I like my word. I like ominosity. I think I'm gonna start using that. (laughs) So Obadiah says, I've brought Robin as you suggested. Mm -hmm. And Jezebel is like, okay, did you get any more information out of her? Well, no, she's maintaining that everything she said was true. And Robin pipes up like, it is the truth. Just get a telephone. Call my parents. <laughs> or wait, they'll tell you. <laughs> More of your nonsense, Robin. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, well, now now guess what time it is. It's priest time. Obadiah, wait in the hall. Mm-hmm, yeah, go wait in the hall. It's time to make some offerings to Baal and Asherah, and then they will determine whether you are telling the truth. And Robin is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Are these, like, you know, those false gods? False gods! False gods? Baal and Asherah are the great gods of my country. They are the great gods of my country. (laughs) (sighs) What I wrote down in my notes for that is Jezebel just says no. (laughs) But yeah, it's much more dramatic. And uh, yeah, so she's insisting like, okay, now Robin, like, come and bow. It's time, like, this part of the ceremony, come bow down to these, you know, gods. And Robin will not do it. Because the Bible says, do not bow to idols. You defy me? Now is the time for the increasing ominosity. (laughs) As the chanting grows louder Mm -hmm. and louder and faster. And you start to be able to understand what they're chanting. Good grief. Have you ever read the Ten Commandments? <gasps> Ten Commandments? The writings of Moses? And uh, Robin refers to the Ten Commandments. Like, no, this is part of the Ten Commandments. The God says don't bow down to idols. And Jezebel is just gobsmacked that Robin would make any reference to the writings of Moses. And their arguing escalates up to the point where Jezebel just shouts, bow down, give up your life. <laughs> give, give up your life. She's also, uh, she's killed a lot of the followers of, of Yahweh, she says. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, there, there we go. Now we know why she's evil. Um, and, uh, yeah, we end on her very, very dramatic delivery of the line, die. You will die! Do you hear me? Die! Yo, and that's our episode. That's our part one. That's part one. Man, that cliffhanger. It feels weird leaving it off here with no, like, discussion. I know. Do we want to say anything about this episode specifically? I feel like I already kind of went into just, like, the one little part of it that struck me as interesting, which was the fact that Elijah was given us, like, multiple kinds of wisdom in the same scene. Mm-hmm. And we already also talked about the fact that Robin and Jack have had character... Well, it's more like we're seeing Jack's character development in this mm-hmm. rather than Robin's. This is, like, the most transgressive Robin has ever been. Maybe she's just in that stage of life, Mm -hmm. learning what boundaries she can push and learning to recognize when she's gone too far. Yeah. Oh, adolescence.
I mean, I have a feeling for the second part, too, we're not going to have, like, a whole ton of thoughts. We were already knowing going into this, like, sometimes in Adventures in Odyssey is a straightforward story well told. Mm-hmm. And you just enjoy the ride. Yeah. I will say the only thought I had was, wow, there's no parental warning on this one. Yeah, no parental warning on this one that ends with a lady screaming, die! <laughs> At a child. It's fake peril. It is fake peril. There, there are different kinds of peril that is like essentially the same thing, but more or less scary. Mm-hmm. Like we know as the audience that she's not actually going to die because this isn't real. Yes, I think the one that's had a parental warning was uh, one in which there was an actual dead body. Uh-huh. Have there been other parental warnings up to that point? Up to the point we are currently? I think yes. Which one? But I don't remember. Was there a Blackguard one with a parental warning? I don't think mm, so. I don't think Blackguard Blackguard also probably needed Blackguard a parental warning. Blackguard deserves parental warning. There was like real actual mortal peril. <laughs> for, for multiple characters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, either way, yeah, I think it's the fact that it's couched within, like, we all know that this is pretend. The framing matters. All right, if that's your final thought, then this shall be this week's episode. Since we're separating these episodes out between two weeks, we are going to tell you how you can reach us if you have any thoughts about part one of Elijah. You can email us at podventuresandodyssey at gmail.com or leave a comment on our Reddit, r slash podventuresandodyssey. Next week will be part two. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) So, you know, it's kind of hot in here. Yeah, I was just thinking the exact same thing, though. It's like, I'm glad that we're almost done with this, but sometimes being in this tiny little room where we podcast feels like I'm trapped in a a dungeon down here with you. And it makes me think of all the things that I don't like, such as the heat is too hot in in this small podcasting room. And the light, the light's so bright. The light is really bright. I don't know why I'm Australian. I'm friendly. unfriendly light in the room yeah what is this accent i don't know (laughs) it's hard to podcast and come up with accents that's another thing that is hard to do in this room and these chairs are creaky these chairs are very creaky and uncomfortable after you've been sitting in them for an hour all right so we've got my water bottle keeps falling over the water bottle always falls all right so we got the heat the light the difficulty of doing the podcasting accents, the water bottle, and the creaky chairs. Anything else that we missed? Oh, we should add to the list that, you know, you keep bumping the mic stand and yeah, it makes I a real loud sound. Bump the light stand and make a loud noise. Wait, the like light the, stand? The light, the light stand? What? The mic stand. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even occur to me that light stand was not a thing. <laughs> Robin, it's me! No, it's me, I'm Robin! Robin, you must die!